Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. I'm your humble host, Amra Sandu, and you're tuning in to a conscious conversation designed to help you grow. Our mission here is simple. It's for you to live your purpose, live your best life, live the life you love. This podcast is sponsored by Enthusiasm for Life, by great creation itself. To keep the good vibes flowing for myself and yourself, do us a solid. Subscribe to the Inspired Evolution podcast on YouTube the home of the Inspired Evolution podcast. Now sit back, relax, open your mind, open your heart to this conversation and stay inspired. Keep evolving. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution and it is a super treat to be here today. We have with us Julie Moha and Tim I think I've got those names right. Brother, sister, thank you so much for doing this. It is such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. We're so happy to be on. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Uh, The pleasure is mine. For those tuning in, we have with us the the masterminds, the co-creators, the co-founders of the Involve app. And this is what you're looking at today. Now, this was all birthed from Julie's own challenges and her healing journey, which she's been very open about. Um, I think it's the best place to start, wouldn't you say? Julie, can you tell us a little bit about you're quite young, you're 25 or 23, I think it was, and you've landed yourself in a wheelchair, unable to walk. Mm-hmm. Amrit, shut up, stop taking the punchlines, let Julie tell her own story. Please yeah. tell us what's going on here. Thank you for the introduction. Um, yeah, it's been, we went through something quite difficult and um, a whole set of struggles. And so when I was 25 years old, I had just moved to the Netherlands. Oh, yeah. um, we met, I met, we met actually in Spain and uh, we fell in love in a club and it was just, I was graduating and I was like, okay, I'm going to find my job, my first job in the Netherlands, which I uh-huh. did. Um, so I was just, you know, a happy young woman just started working and then um, one day I was doing uh, yoga exercise on the floor uh-huh. and then suddenly my muscles went into paralysis. Um, that was very scary. Um, so I was rushed to the ER and I was unable to walk. Um, was, there any, so- was there any insight? Like, was like, did you have any inkling as to what could be going on? Like you're literally mid, like, cause I think this is something that it kind of is scary to listen to, you know, like we're all doing our yeah. yoga poses and all of a sudden your legs just like, you can't yeah. feel them anymore. Yeah, so I had, um, I was a healthy person. I've been a healthy person all my life, but from the age of 18, I started to have episodes of um, neurological pain and and symptoms that were starting to get scary. But um, I did a lot of tests and doctors always told me um, that it was in my head. 
So when I was 18, um, for a year and a half, I couldn't um, walk properly because my feet were burning. The soles of my feet were burning. I had the feeling I was kind of walking on, on bones, you know? Um, and I mean, I was 18, I was so young, you know? So, and I was walking in clutches, so it, it was definitely not normal. And every time I went to doctors, they said, um, but what are your studies? And I was telling them the studies I was doing, which were quite stressful at the time. And they said, oh, you know what? That's, that's just the studies, that's just stress. So, you know, they gave me Xanax to chill out. <laughs> um, and that was the answer. And a year and a half after my symptoms completely disappeared, I think because I was 19 and I was just like a healthy, you know, young lady and, and the body is so young that it's kind of, you know, heals the bounce back is way. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the symptoms went away. Um, and then a few years later, I think when I was 22 or 23, um, I had another episode of this, but this time it lasted 24 hours only. And mm -hmm. it was a complete paralysis of the, of the leg muscles when I was just doing some exercise. Yeah. Um, and again, the doctor said that they didn't know what was wrong with me and that it was probably just in my head. Um, but then, you know, as this, I, I continued my life and I, I was just, it, it was fine. But then it, just in the back of my head, I was like, maybe there's something really wrong with me. That yeah, my health is that must be so disconcerting, you know? huh? Because yeah, like, exactly. especially feeling into like your story, like you were quite health and wellness oriented Yeah. and having these little niggles, like, and it's yeah. not a little niggle. It's like, what? no, it's not something small. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it just continued. And, and I was, I mean, most of the time I was fine. I didn't have symptoms, but, but when I was exercising my muscles a lot, I had the fear of having that paralysis come back. Mm. Um, but I was trying to, you know, live my life and kind of forget about it and focus on the positive. But then yeah. when I was 25, then this happened again. And unfortunately at that moment, the pain never went away. So it, it just damaged my, um, mitochondria and my cells in a way that I just could not walk anymore. Um, and so, so the doctor, after two weeks, they sent me back home saying that it was in my head again. Um, so, you know, at this point, it was over a decade, a little bit more than a decade then I started having the symptoms. And I was like, you know, I'm a very open person. Maybe there is something of a conversion disorder, a kind of trauma that I'm not very aware of that might just translate into this body symptoms. And I was like, if the answer is to see a psychologist, then I might just do that, you know? Um, so I spent the next two years um, seeing uh, a shrink. Sorry, and, I, really I, mean, was... more, I really want to know more about that. But I do also want to know what's going on in your head at this time, Tim. Sorry, like. Yeah, it was, it was crazy, actually, because I was at the moment in Canada when it happened. I was in Whistler doing a snowboard instructor course. Yeah. And um, yeah, I got a, a phone call from Julie calling me like, I, I can't move my legs anymore. Uh, I don't know what to do. I'm freaking out. And I, I didn't know what to do. I was, I was there like on the other side of the world. And wow. I was like, yeah, just stay calm. Is your roommate at home? Maybe ask her if she can call somebody or that they can come help you. And yeah, I was just, it was crazy. I was like, okay, what, what do I do? And then she went to the hospital. She stayed, uh, Julie stayed there for two more weeks. Then I finished up my course there in Canada. I was still there, but I, that was such a difficult moment. Like, do I go home? But I also wanted to, to finish. So it was, uh, and then I got back home. Then she, uh, Julie was back home out of the hospital. Uh, her parents were there as well with her. So she was yeah, not by herself. And yeah, then just the whole process started, like uh, yeah. Julie mentioned, like then she started to see a shrink and just, we went to a lot of doctors and. Yeah. Sorry was, for yeah, cutting we, you off there, Julie. Sorry. I just no, wanted to no, sort no, of see no, what no, was going on for Tim at course, that point. Yeah. Of course. So, yeah, yeah. What was, so then you've decided that potentially, or not decided, you've sort of come to a point where it's like, okay, maybe I need to, maybe there's something psychological going on. Maybe I need to go. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I was really open about this. So um Tim brought me when he could I was taking a taxi when when I could um it was it was just very yeah I, I had to do something you know yeah but then after two years you know I mean it was amazing I learned a lot about myself you know always seeing a shrink it's like it's 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 amazing you always yeah. get so many insights <laughs> about how things no, it's, it's like it's great you get into those things and it kind of opened windows and you're like oh my god I never saw it this way and mm -hmm. but then two years later I still couldn't walk so at some point I was like, well, great. I did the work. It, it helped me on some levels, but obviously it didn't help me with my body symptoms. Yeah. So what now? And, you know, we talked together and we're like, okay, let's find, try to find answers again, you know? Um, and at that time I was, I'd say, I think about like 30% of my capacities. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. 
And um, so we decided to see a doctor in Belgium who is specialized in chronic fatigue syndrome and Lyme disease. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And so we went there, we, you know, took the hotel, stayed like a few days, did all the tests possible that, I, that they could take. Um, and then they came back with a, like a, a, um, a Lyme diagnosis, pretty much. That was kind of a small positive. So they mm. weren't really sure. But then they told me, they said, okay, we're going to give you an 18-month treatment from now on. And what happened then is that I went home. I started to take the treatments. And my health deteriorated even more. To the point that I went from 30% to 1%. And I was dying. So one day, I think I almost fainted in the, in the shower and I almost hit my head. And most nights... I was on the couch and Tim had to bring me to, to just literally carry me to the toilet, carry me to the, to the bedroom. And at some point he was working full time and he said, Julie, I love you, but I can't take care of yourself, of, 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 of you anymore by myself. It's just too much. You need help. Um, and my dad just retired at that moment. Um, so, you know, you were like, yeah, let's, you can go to your dad. Yeah. Um, and in the south of France where I grew up and I had a really good childhood with good memories so it was like a safe place for me so my how desperate are you guys getting like in terms of no sorry that sounded so rude when I said it that way (laughs) but like I can imagine like in sorry sorry for putting it that way but like you know you've already been on this this journey and like you know you're getting treatment and then like two years of seeing somebody still not working and then okay let's go to Belgium to get a treatment and then they recommend you something and then that's gone like you know, 30% doesn't sound like a lot, but I imagine like, you know, you're still holding on at that point, but going down to like 1%, like, you know, I think your emotional reserves, like, sorry to, yeah, like how, how's that doesn't sound like fun. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. No, uh, no, it was it was a difficult period also because at first, you know, you also from my side, I was like, I will do everything for her to to make sure she feels better. She heals mm. like every doctor we need to go to every clinic. And at that point, and I, like I, I will make breakfast, I will make all the juices like she made yeah. so many as she needed so many. So I was like, you know, I'll make it work. Uh-huh. Um but then after that moment when she went to one, yeah, it, it was just super difficult to yeah, to keep going. And then I think we were both like, okay, it's better if she goes to the south of France with her parents sure. and just be there yeah. for uh, for a while. But and at some point we also yeah, yeah, how was that? Yeah, yeah please, as you were gonna say. Yeah. Yeah, at some point we, we kind of um we also thought that maybe it was the treatment, you know, that when you have Lyme disease, chronic Lyme disease, you have what you call herx. Um, and it's kind of a reaction to the treatment where you actually get worse before you get better. Mm, um, and so because I was so, yeah, yeah exactly. So you, you kind of put the faith on this and you're like, this is my, that, that, that's maybe what's happening. And mm. the thing is, I was so much in survival mode at that moment that you kind of stop your thinking process. And you're like, the only thing that matters is making it through the day. Mm. And you just kind of, you're kind of very resilient then because mm-hmm. it's survival. So you don't question a lot of things. You're just like, okay, let's just take it day by day. And that's what we did. Um, So, you know, I think it was very hard for you when you saw my dad come. He he drove because it was impossible for me to take the plane. So Mm. he drove from the whole south of France to the Netherlands, which is like Mm. a 14-hour drive in one time to pick me up. And then, 
yeah, you saw the car just going away. And for you also, that was, he didn't tell me back then. He told me years later that for him, that moment was also difficult. Yeah, no, for sure. Because it was a moment also to accept that I couldn't do it anymore. You know, that I, that I couldn't take care of Julie at that moment. So that was also like, okay, yeah, this is better for, for her and also for me to, to go there. But it was a difficult moment, but it's also crazy. Like all these years, the last years, you, you just keep going, you know, like in a way you mm. sometimes don't even ask yourself the questions. You're just like, you know, this is what it has to be. Like we keep going and I always we'll make knew, it happen. Yeah. We make it happen. I always had the feeling like she will get better. And mm-hmm. like, I was like, okay, then this is the way for her to, yeah. At that moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. interesting. Cause what I'm hearing in the subtext is um, you don't really get the opportunity to question things. Right, because you're just yeah, kind of going yeah. from one thing to the next, to the next, to yeah. the next, to the next. Yeah. And yeah. I definitely don't want to hijack your story, but one of the things, like my, my my wife recently gave birth, and we learned this thing about the hospital system, about, you know, if you go into the hospital, give birth, it's like you might say yes to a particular type of treatment now, but before you know it, that leads to a whole different idea to how the baby comes out, you know, based on something that you said yes, which was very minor, but like, many hours ago, but then that's led down to this cascading path of treatment where your, that your plan might've been somewhere over here. Right. And if you mm-hmm. had not said yes to that, you still had the opportunity to have a birth in said way. Mm-hmm. And so you don't get the opportunity, like you said, the intensity of the emotions of, as you go, but this is like birth is still labor is some hours, but you know, this is quite an extended period of years that you've been on this path yeah. and the intensity of just facing it again and again and again. And then yeah. not being able to, I guess, losing the the sort of capacity to even question the path that you're on because you're on this cascade of from this thing to the next thing to the next exactly. thing to the next thing. It's so thing close going, to you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, so there I was. I went to my, to my, um, to my parents and the next six months, I would say, were probably the darkest time of my life. I was at 1% and I literally thought I was going to die. Um, I, you know, I was checking on myself in the morning, not telling my parents to not worry them, but I was checking if I was still breathing in the morning, if, Mm -hmm. if my heart was still beating, it was, it was that bad. I couldn't brush my own teeth. I couldn't feed myself. I couldn't brush my own hair. I couldn't even shower. My, my dad had to bring me to the shower once a month because just the fact of showering was just too much effort, too much energy that I did not have. So yeah, um, that period was hard. (laughs) Um, and then something happens. Um, I called my doctor. It was in January, 2018. Um, and I called my doctor and the conversation lasted four minutes. So he heard me and he was like, I will send you a new set of drugs, a new prescription of drugs. And he hung up and I looked at the phone. I remember this moment, like vividly in my mind, I looked Mm. at the phone and I saw four minutes. And in my mind, I was like, is that all that I get? you know, four minutes and a new list of drugs to take. And then in my mind, something just shifted. I was like, I looked at, yeah, I looked at the phone and I was like, I am done. I am done. I am done looking for answers outside of myself, Mm. expecting people to help me when obviously they don't have the answers. So a whole mental shift happened at that moment where I went from being a victim, expecting others to help me, expecting answers outside of myself mm-hmm. to I'm going to take control of my own health into my own hands. Because let's be honest, nobody cares as much as I do about my own health and body. Mm. Right. Mm. So that, that was like a whole pivot in my whole story. And the shift that happened you know, just the, the, the thinking of going from this victim mentality to this empowered mentality already started making me heal because I, I you know, that, like my cells were listening to another radio tune, you know, it was mm-hmm. like, okay, we're just kind of switching directions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from that moment, you know, I called team after and I was like, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to find in medical literature, in research paper, in every healing story, everybody that healed from, you know, incurable diseases, we're going to find what they did, what they all had in common so that their body could heal itself. What are mm-hmm. the conditions that they all reunited in their lives so that their body could heal? And I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that like times a thousand and I'm going to heal. And that's kind of what 
we started doing that was that became the plan how was it hearing this tim <laughs> like what yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be honest like in at first i was you know we're all raised in a society where you believe the doctors when you're young Mainstream, kid, yeah. you, you're okay the doctor says to take this prescription take this treatment okay you believe them because yeah they they yeah they study for it they know that that at least what you think and then julie said like yeah, i'm gonna do it complete opposite i'm gonna let it all go and i'm just gonna follow my own path i feel this is the right way to go mm-hmm. and at first i was like okay so i it was just different than than my beliefs so mm. i was like okay yeah okay I, I believe you but it was also difficult in the beginning to really be 100 behind because she's had because, that four minute shift she's had that shift yeah, where she's like yeah. four like sorry part of my french but four fucking minutes like seriously like years of going through this and you've got four minutes and a list of laundry list of drugs like get lost and you haven't had that moment so this yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no for sure for sure so yeah. it was like okay I, I, what I, I believed her. So I was like, okay, if you say this is the best for you now, and you think you're going to heal in this way, I'm 100% behind you. And we're going to do it like this. And it also opened my eyes because after I saw her following the treatment and right away, making a shift, like she mentioned, feeling so much better uh, doing the things that it started building. Don't, belief in yeah. You. And you, you don't learn about those things in school or in your whole lot it's the different kind of view on things but it really worked and then i was like yeah you see there's there's different paths you can follow and not everything not one way works for everybody and that was also uh julie can you tell me a little bit how important like and maybe it wasn't important in which case this is an awkward question (laughs) so part of me but how important um or how supportive was it to have Tim in your corner the whole way through, like having someone that believes in you. And I ask from a biased place, like I've been on my own journey in the past where I struggled with depression. And there was a moment where someone believed in me and she's now my wife, touch wood. Um, when I didn't have any belief in myself, there was a moment in my life, six months there where I just, I wasn't, I wasn't too bad, but like, it was like, if I was here, if I wasn't here, it made no difference to me really is this the, the the depth of the space I was in but there was this moment where she believed and she was like you know what like you know and from what I'm hearing from your story like Tim has been there you know thick and thin how much of a difference does that make to someone that's literally in those dire straits you know touch and go is how you felt so for so long it was essential mm. it was everything you know um, he was the rock that just I could lean on. He was just the pillar that he was just keeping me, I don't know, keeping me going. I mean, I'm not going to lie, through all this year, I had su- suicidal thoughts a lot. I was just like, I just, I just want to jump off the balcony and just be done with this pain. And <laughs> it's not funny, but I was even like, how on earth am I going to get off the balcony? I can't even do that. Mm. So it was like that, that, you know, mindset that I had and he was there to you know support me and believe in me and and he always told me you will heal a hundred percent because that was my mindset but of course with the pain and the darkness and all the people like around you said, not believing so close to you exactly yeah. it's just so hard to always keep that yep. faith but yep. he did he always kept that faith and that was you know I think that was I, I didn't need a lot of people to believe me I just needed one the person that I loved the most and he did um, and that was just essential for my recovery. I love that. Thank you so much yeah. for sharing that. Sorry if that was yeah. too deep or personal to go no, there, guys. No, but no, I just that's, really wanted, that's, so, that's very important. Yeah. I wanted to, so from that point, you've had this moment where you've let him know, it's like, you know what, I'm in charge, I'm in control. And in fact, being in control is already starting to feel a little bit better. So yeah. where to from here? Like I'm in control, but where do I begin? <laughs> yeah, so we started, you know, reading a lot about, like we bought a lot of books and um, I mean, team helped me a lot because my cognitive abilities um, I had besides my like I had also hallucinations and brain fog and dizziness. And so it was also hard for me to, you know, get all this literature in, mm. in, but he really helped me. And then we started studying all these things. And then we kind of identified common things that all these people that hailed from, you know, diverse conditions did. Mm. Um, and then we were like, okay, let's just start with one. 
So we identified sleep. We're like, okay, we know that the body heals the most when, you know, at night. So let's just hack, biohack, and then just master this, your sleeping routine so that at least that's like done. Yeah. So that's what I did. You know, the temperature of the room, the fact that it's fully dark, no sound, no Wi-Fi, like going to mm. bed at 10, before 12, like all those things, um, we kind of, you know, nailed it. And then I started doing this for a few weeks. Okay, and then so, it was just, like, okay. so just a sec, so just a sec, sorry. Yeah. Let's go there. Let's go there for a sec. So sleep, <laughs> what's the right yeah. temperature for the room? Um, it needs to be cool. Ah. Um, so it's, if you're too warm, actually your body just doesn't, normally your body temperature just cools down a little bit when you go to bed. So the, the whole temperature of the room needs to be slightly cool so that it's yep. like the ideal, um, yeah, temperature. Ambience. Right. Sweet. And so completely yeah. pitch black, no lights whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. No light whatsoever. Actually, they did like a, a test. I think if there's just one, uh, if you, if you put just a light on, on the knee of somebody, that was the, the study that they did. Um, they saw that actually the brain waves didn't just lower the way they should. And the person didn't create the right hormones to go to bed. So oh. the pitch black was like one of the, you know, essential essentials to getting a restorative sleep. Um, going to bed early, you know, going well. to bed early, yeah, before 12. Yep. Um, because that's like in those hours that you're actually logging in the best deep sleep. And that's uh-huh. when you have a lot of muscle recovery at the cellular level. Um, also avoiding eating too much at dinner because then you're digesting and then you're not healing. So kind of all those little things, you know, that we stacking them, stacking them. Yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah. sleep so was, was the number one yeah. thing for, that you guys yeah. went after because it was just like this is, and it makes so much sense, right? Because yeah. sleep is where the body actually regenerates. Even this was yeah. like, I was in and out of the gym for like nine years. Yeah. And this, I, I, I'm embarrassed to admit that it was, it took me about seven years in that I started realizing this because Anyway, I'm embarrassed to admit it, but nonetheless, it was like, oh, I'm not actually growing in the gym. <laughs> I'm growing in the bed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. The gym is where I'm breaking things down, hoping yeah. that they'll grow better when I'm in yeah. the bed. <laughs> it was like, actually, yeah. the bed's where you grow, bro. And it's like, uh, <laughs> like that. But like, I know it's like when I now say it now, it's like, oh, that makes so much sense. But like, for yeah. se- like that was such an epiphany for me. It was like, and yeah, a lot of people don't... miss that. Yeah, yeah. So. I love it. So the sleep is, you've had this realization. Okay, boom. Like the bed is where everything is going to start to regenerate and I really need to hack my sleep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I did. And after two, three weeks, we're like, okay, let's move on to the next thing we can do. Mm. And we realized that, you know, what happens when you go to bed is that your brain waves slow down, right? Mm -hmm. And then you access um, alpha, theta uh, state of brain waves where actually that's when cell regeneration happens. And then we're like, wait, but can we also do that during the day so mm-hmm. that you kind of maximize your healing? And that's when meditation comes in, hmm. right? Yeah. So mental rest. So just kind of stepping outside of screens and all those thousands and thousands of stimulations and dopamine hits that we're getting in the day yeah. and kind of, you know, have a lot of mental rest and, and access the states where the body is in a healing state uh-huh. um, as much as possible during the day. So I started doing that. Any particular type of meditation or? I started with Headspace. Ah, awesome. The app. Yeah, yeah, the app. Yeah. yeah. I started with Headspace and, you know, the, the incredible thing that happened is I didn't know anything about meditation before. Mm. I never did it. Um, so I started doing that. And for the first time since I got sick, I like my pain levels in my legs went down from a 10 to a 5. No, it was like I had taken morphine or like drugs for pain. It was incredible. And I was like, man, I need to do that all day. every day. And I'm gonna, <laughs> I, you know? Sorry, I'm laughing because I don't know if you guys know, but I'm like, I, well, now I'm a purpose coach, but I'm also a meditation teacher. And I've, I've run the risk when I first, because meditation healed me from depression. Like when I share it from stage, I literally say it reconstituted my life. And the... The, but I've also been that person that's like, oh, you've got a toe ache. Have you meditated? <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you cut yourself. Don't worry about the band aid. Have you meditated? And I, I was that person for a while because <laughs> yeah. it was like meditation changed everything. And I'm so happy yes. to hear that, like, it made such a massive impact on your life that part of me inside is like, see, I told you. <laughs> like, shush, 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 shush. This is different. This is actually, <laughs> but part of me, I interrupted. <laughs> no, it's, it definitely is. It definitely is. It, it helps massively. Yeah. Um, so that was like another, you know, part of it, the mental rest. 
Yeah. Um, and then do you think we it's just the, the brain waves? Oh, sorry, I'm interrupting you again. But the, no, no, do you no. think it's just the brain waves, or is it like some of the principles of no longer dissociating with your thoughts and the thoughts being such a massive part of it? Um, um, I think that the first effect and and how it had such a profound effect on my on my on my body and on my pain is is the brainwave definitely because I yeah. accessed my parasympathetic nervous system uh-huh. and that was extremely soothing. Yeah. Um, but then what it did after was way more profound than this. It was it taught me also how to outside of meditation in my daily life how to just you know see experiences and just just act in a different way and mm. the, the, the life lessons I got from meditation I just we apply it every day in our life now and it just it just it, it changed my life and it changed Tim's life after because he saw me doing all those things yeah. Dean, she's like she's, she's getting yeah. so many benefits from it I'm gonna try to you yeah know? yeah I was gonna yeah, ask, you know, are you are like, are you are you picking up some of this like, oh, meditation, sleep? Is you, like, how's the journey going at your end, Tim? Yeah, no, but eventually you you see the benefits also. So Julie started and she she was like, oh man, I feel amazing now. She just did a meditation and she was like, oh, I feel on top of the world. I have so much energy. And after a while, you start thinking like, okay, let's try it, you know, because it's, it's, there's so many benefits. He said, and then I also started trying it, and and I fully agree. I was like, okay, wow, it, it opened your eyes, you know, and after meditations, you really, yeah, I don't know, you see the world very beautiful also, always, and then you, you open your eyes, and you're like, okay, wow, you know, you just took a moment for yourself, and you appreciate all the little things, you know, you just look outside, you see a bird or something, everything is beautiful, and, mm. uh, and I think that's why, when I started also to see, and also with the sleep, and all the things she did, it was like a whole list, you know, <laughs> it was like crazy. <laughs> Everything she, she said, like, I'm going to do this. And all, all of the things worked and it, it, she felt so much better. And then I just started rolling into it because I saw the benefit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we started with sleep, uh, Julie, and then we've moved on to meditation. Mental rest. Yeah. Love this. Yeah. And then? Yeah. Um, and then we were like, okay, how can I, you know, lower my inflammation levels? That was one of the big things because not awesome. knowing my diagnosis, of course, I was, you know, I went after inflammation. Um, yeah. And I was like, okay, there's two ways to do this. Um, pretty much it's through healthy food. Mm-hmm. Um, so eating a lot of, you know, vibrant, colorful, whole non-processed food, organic. So I went through, you know, I ate a lot of fruits, a lot of vegetables. I kind of flooded my cells and my body with nutrients yes sorry what is the key to inflammation there is it like because from what i and this is my very limited understanding in it like i try and bring things back to the basics but for me it's like food is generally designed to support us so it shouldn't be inflammatory Mm -hmm. but when we're processing part of my french again the shit out of it Mm-hmm. then potentially it's no longer resembles what food is. And then now it's mm-hmm. starting to become something that is causing inflammation because my body's not seeing it's something that is nourishing rather mm-hmm. than something it just wants to eliminate because it's like, and then because of the elimination process, it's causing inflammation. Am yeah. I oversimplifying it? Like, What's your perspective on it? Mm, well, I think inflammation is, is um, I think a lot of our body processes are actually wonders of nature and we should be thankful for them yeah. instead of fearing them. And inflammation is a beautiful thing. It's pretty much like your body saying, okay, there's something that's, you know, there's either a trauma or something that's not right in the body. So mm. I'm going to send like all the kind of all the police in the body, you know, like yeah. all the, the, the things that are going to feel it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The troopers. And then yeah. that's why it's red and that's why it's swollen because there's a lot of circulation around there. There's a lot of, you know, kind of the troopers are there to, mm. to make it, to heal it. Um, and that's in itself a very beautiful thing. Um, so this can happen because of trauma. I mean, you sprain your ankle or something, this happens. Um, you, you have a chronic illness or you're eating processed food that is not really made for you and to make, made to um, uh, nourish your cells. Mm-hmm. Or you can also be exposed to a modern world where you have a lot of things that contribute to inflammation because we're kind of disconnected a little bit from nature and a more natural lifestyle. So mm-hmm. all those things actually can lead to chronic inflammation. Yeah. And the, the way I see the food is just kind of your cells are craving natural foods because mm-hmm. it's just the way we are designed. Yeah. So by giving them this natural food, then you help, you don't help necessarily the process of inflammation by the way, but you kind of nourish your cells in a way that they can become optimal again and do their job in the best way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you have a lot of food that are designed specifically for anti-inflammatory purposes, you have turmeric, you have broccoli, like all those things. Um, but I think it was for inflammation, but it was also 
for myself to just think, okay, all the nutrients and the vitamins and all those things that my body needs, I'm going to flood it with it. I'm going to do like, it's almost like an IV of nutrition, but through the food, through juices, yeah. through smoothies, through like all of these things. And then I will see what happens with my body. Uh-huh. Um, and another way of targeting inflammation was also grounding. So that was the next step also that I did. It was nature. Um, mm. So, you know, we did a lot of studies on, on this and actually grounding is the most underrated and underused healing modality that we all have access to that is absolutely free wherever you are in the world that's why that's why it's not that's why it's not marketable though that's why it's exactly there's no money in that no one can market this (laughs) there's no money in that exactly um how long and you know how long are we spending grounding uh like feet feet bare feet in the earth is kind of is is the prescription yeah 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 exactly so it's it's pretty much just any of your um, skin it can be your hands it can be anything that is touching the earth's natural surface mm. that is you know supplied with you know negative ions um, an infinite supply so it's always there anything you know all those negative ions that can enter your body and actually counteract the positive ions that are that we accumulate with technology every mm-hmm. single day and it's actually quite interesting because when you ask somebody um how long has it been that they, you know, touched the earth's natural surface? Sometimes somebody will tell you seven days or eight days. Yeah. And that's just like, you know, really, really bad. And the earth has um, a frequency, it's called the Schumann resonance of 7.83 hertz, I think. Yeah. And that resonance is also our resonance where, you know, our cells are in complete coherence. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you connect with the earth, not only do you, you know, upload negative ions, but you also connect to that resonance yeah. that, you know, balances you. And it recalibrates um, you back to homeostasis. Exactly, to exactly. Yeah. And the frequency of electronics, computers, Wi-Fi, radio signals, all these things is, I don't know the exact number, but it's way, way more than this. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Which is, again, you... comes back to the wi- no Wi-Fi in the bed as well, right? Like so. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can I ask for those tuning in as the audience, like the minimum effective dose that you would prescribe to those that are, you know, with the involved app, like for those that are tuning in, like what would you say, like 15 to 20 minutes of grounding a day? Sort of? Or... Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what they, prescri- they say, like uh, usually 20 minutes is a good amount. To get started, yeah. yeah but cool. even five minutes is good. You know what I mean? It's like even if you can't do it 20 minutes, at least like even if you do it one minute, it's good. Yeah, just to get out. Yeah, this is something yeah. that I've started noticing. Like when I take the dog out, like I literally just take the shoes off and I'll just walk around yeah. the park barefoot, yeah. um, you know, and it's just yeah. it's that little bit. And just I think the intentionality has a lot to do with it as well, you know, just having the intention to sort of just connect to the earth and just, you know, even though it's freezing, it's like, yeah, but this is good for me. <laughs> you know, it's like exactly, exactly. to the earth. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And you actually see that um, they all like all those aspects and all those things that we started doing, it actually has an impact on, they have an impact, they're connected, they have an impact on themselves. So yeah. if you start grounding, you actually start sleeping better, uh-huh. you know, and if you start sleeping better, then you heal more and you're happier and you're going to do your meditation easier mm. and like it kind of, you know. Has a the ripple, effect the on, ripple effect yeah, on ripple, each other. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So now we're doing the compound okay. interest of healing. <laughs> I love this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's wow. Okay. So I love this. I really love this because also tuning into the way you've described it. And again, thank you so much. And you know, it's it's hard to sort of say it this way because it almost is making it too succinct. But one of the things I've often found on the Inspired Evolution is when I'm having these interviews it's often people have gone through like these epic challenges and then they've come back with like these pearls of nuggets and they're like, and that's their biggest gift to humanity, you know, and it's like, and it's amazing to sort of just go, oh, you know, it's, and I, in this space, like what you're sharing is not necessarily difficult. Like it's simple. Yeah. It's not easy, but it's simple. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's really basics and it's simple. And it's like the importance of tuning into your story and your journey and how possible it is. So feeling into, you know, all these things are now correlating to each other. How is, how are we relative to our 1% now? What's going on on your journey? Um, How are we feeling? Um, To be honest, it took time. Um, Mm. It took a lot of patience and it was kind of micro changes in my body. So I remember one time I called Tim and I said, well, I took a shower today. And when I reached for the shampoo bottle, I had the feeling that rich was a little bit less painful than before. You know, it was like Mm. those tiny microscopic changes. 
it wasn't like, okay, one day I walked out of my wheelchair. Yeah. You know? Um, so it was, it was very, very, yeah. But Tim was always, yeah, you were my biggest trooper, like super, super encouraging and being like, you need to keep going. It's working. You're going to be healed. And, um, so then we started moving on to the other modalities and, and, you know, there was sunlight, natural light, there was movement and gratitude. And then we had like a whole package of things that I was like, okay, I, I think we cracked it. I think like, that's like the kind of secret formula for health. And, and he was really, yeah, the biggest supporter on that. And that was, that was amazing. Um, so. And I think, I, I think also from that moment onwards, you only went better yeah it was like before it was always like ups and downs mm. and then it, she really it just went of course some small downs but it really went up 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 and there was no big downfall anymore no. so then we started to realize like okay i think we found it yeah. we i found the we potential found yeah. kick for upwards momentum here and so exactly yeah. and how are you feeling at this point tim when you start to realize actually we might be onto something like i might actually get her back <laughs> yeah it's, it's very yeah, I felt really good because you start to appreciate all the little things, you know, because you go, you go back to a moment where you can almost do nothing as a, let's say normal, what is normal, but a normal couple of like 25 years old, you know, there a lot of people always said like, yeah, uh, but you should be doing this or this. And then I'm like, yeah, but that's not Your what reality. it is at the moment. You know, at yeah. the moment it's just, we appreciate all the little things if, if, Julie can go there already, do a small walk and we're together. That's, that's it. And that's enough. And once she started to improve and improve and she, she, uh, we got rid of the wheelchair. So I didn't have to push her anymore. And I remember that was such a, a weird moment because I was like, wow, you're walking next to me now. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not yeah. pushing you anymore. You're walking next to me as my girlfriend. And like the whole change happened and we're like, okay, wow, we're, getting rid of this thing and we're gonna enjoy our life to the fullest and that's why what we're doing now also you know we're traveling we're we're swimming together again we're uh going on small walks it's it's just like oh man we made it you know we're like, <laughs> yes yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. oh wow Wow. Uh, so it feels good. Feels good. Yeah. <laughs> Pick it up on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I love that. And so, okay, so you've cracked it, you found the formula, and you're going on this journey. And bit by bit, bit by bit, like you said, it's micro movements, but like, you know, I can reach for the shower bottle to the point eventually it's like, you know what? I'm out of this wheelchair. <laughs> like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I think that there's a quote that says like, it's not your speed that matters, it's the direction. Mm. And I think that's really what we kind of as a mindset. By. Yeah, as exactly. Mindset. Because I was going as fast as a snail. I was going so slow, but mm. I was going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it just piles up, you know, day after day. Um, so, yeah. And um, I think what Tim said also with his experience, it made me a little bit emotional because for him, like also seeing me, you know, not pushing me because he had a status of, it wasn't a boyfriend for years. He was a caretaker. A carer. Literally. Yep. Exactly. And when he saw me walking next to him, he looked at me like, oh my God, like I, I didn't even know that this would be possible again. Mm. Although he always, you know, cheered me up and Hoped everything. Hoped for it and prayed for yeah, it. Exactly. And so, for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So our, our, we had to let go also of that Sikh identity together and become a couple again. Um, and mm. that, that was also not easy. Um, and I think also what he said about expectations, you know, that was a big thing for us because at the beginning we were always expecting, you know, things to happen a certain way. Um, and every time we were disappointed. So the disappointment was always so high because we're like, we should be able to do those things. We should. Mm. But the moment we started letting go of expectations of what things should be, and we started to embrace what the present moment has to offer, had to offer in all its simplicity. We're like, well, that's just the way things are. Mm. Then we made our relationship so much more easier. Mm. And we see that actually around us, the people that didn't do that and still held on to expectations. It was hard for them. It's a bit corrosive, isn't it? Your expectations. Yeah. It's, yeah. No. yeah. So that yeah. was a big, a big thing yeah. also in our journey. And I think we're still applying this knowledge today of expectations you know we always i mean everybody has expectations but it just ruins your happiness 
Yeah. You know, just enjoy what is, what like the, the things that are in in their simplicity. Yeah, this is not going to be an example you guys approve of, <laughs> but pardon me, it's an example that I use a lot in my coaching. Um, it's if I was to sort of say, and maybe I'll come up with a healthier example. I'll do a healthier example. Um, in my in my example, in my in my one on one coaching, I use the example of when it comes to expectations of like Mars bar and curly whirly, but I won't go there. <laughs> so in this example, I'll say. Um, Let's say if I'm about to go to the shops and I'm like, hey, Julie, Tim, I'm about to go to the shops. Um, I'm going to go get, you know, cacao smoothie. I'll see you guys soon. Um, and then I come home and then you guys are like, where's the cacao smoothie? And I'm like, oh, they didn't have cacao smoothie today. They weren't making it. But here's coconut water. And you're like, okay, cool. You guys are nice guys, right? So you'd be like, oh, yeah, cool. Okay, we got coconut water. But some part of you is like, where the fuck's my cacao smoothie? <laughs> right? Like some part of you is like, what the fuck? And so, but if I was, if I didn't say anything to you and I was just like, I just went to the shops and I went and got, and I was like, oh, no cacao smoothie. And I was like, I got, okay, I'll get coconut water set. And I come home and I'm like, hey guys, coconut water. You guys are like, ah, coconut water. Super happy. Right? And it's just that little bit of psychology yeah. where you're just like, had I not said anything about cacao smoothie, Coconut water would not have been so bad, <laughs> you know. It's very interesting. It's yeah. very interesting. The expectations piece, and you can and you can never go beyond. Like I've never gone. Oh yes, yeah, so I've got like exceeded my expectations. Like I've it's always been like they're never quite met. Mm. And that's exactly. when I really started realizing that just we've got to start to surrender this expectation piece because you never really go above it. Yeah, you, like and if you have, maybe you can count that on less than one hand the number of times things have exceeded your expectations, right? And so it's like, but most of the time you're holding these expectations and you never meet them, and yet it's causing so much dissatisfaction in our lives. Yeah, sorry, it's uh, I totally no, get. No, that's a very very good example. Yeah. <laughs> I totally yeah. get what you're, you're sharing. So, okay, so gratitude's in, sunlight's in, a whole bunch of nature's in, we're yeah. meditating, we're resting well, yeah. we're making sure we're sleeping, we're on the positive upwards and upwards. We're hopping out of wheelchairs now, for Christ's sake. So at some point, Tim comes up with an algorithm. Like what is going on? Like what's, <laughs> tell me about this, this, this moment where it's like, okay, we're doing this well enough to potentially support others on this path. Like tell me what I'm, I'm, I want the whole story. Yeah, the, the, we're actually we're in Switzerland at the moment, and uh, Julie was. We're just, we always wanted to start a company together. We were always looking for ideas, and we we had, we wanted first to make sauces, like healthy sauces. But the, the, we then we moved on to another idea, and then we were in Switzerland, and we always had the idea of sharing the the journey but also the knowledge that we gathered mm. um with the rest of the people but we didn't know how exactly yeah. julia had already a platform like her website where she shared a lot of knowledge and her instagram uh -huh. but we really uh, we never found a way to bring it out there even bigger mm. and then one day i i was came home and then julia was like i found it like why why don't we share the uh, everything i know in an app you know, everything, how I healed, like the whole kind of uh, modalities, all the nourishments, we put it in an app and then people can keep track of it. So that uh, people that are in the same situation as me, uh, recovering from a chronic illness or just, yeah, feeling bad or want to improve something. And then I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's it. I was like, <laughs> this is it. And I was like, I'm, I'm in 100%. Like, okay, what are we going to do? So uh, we, yeah. we, we took a pen and paper and we're like, okay, they need to have a score. Then if they track, we give them a, like a recharge mm -hmm. score. And then we started thinking, okay, how much is sunlight important? How much is healthy food mm -hmm. important? Based on all the, the articles we read and the books and the knowledge we had, like, does it make sense? So we, we wrote an algorithm down and thought of all the scoring. And then we asked our friends, okay, guys, you're our test group. So yeah. you're going to, on those nourishments, you're going to text us every day. You're going to text us the score you did. Mm. And then we're going to calculate your score. And then you tell us if it makes sense. Mm. So it started like this and they were like, yeah, no, it makes sense. No, really yeah, whoa, it's exactly how I feel, so cool. And they were really into it. They started texting us every day in the morning, like, hey, Tim, Julie, here is a score. And we we're like yeah. calculating on a piece of paper. <laughs> with a... So it was, it was super cool. And then uh, from there, it started to grow, you know, and then we were like, okay, let's find a developer and let's, let's start to develop it. You know? So it was... Uh, yeah. super organic and yet super hearty and super wholesome. I love it. Yeah. And so yeah. what's, um, where did the name Envol come from? 
we actually struggled to find a name for like a month because there's a lot of competition already, you know, in the health world with apps and all these things. And every time it was taken or it meant something else. Um, and it was actually, there was a book that I was reading since I was a, like in my childhood, one of the best book, fiction book in French that I've ever read. Um, and it was one of the chapters name, you know, ah, and it was about no. expansion. Yeah. And in French, it means a bird taking off. Oh, 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 that's romantic. <laughs> I like that. That's cool. <laughs> so it, it literally just means expansion and, and just flying to, you know, the life that you deserve, you know? Mm. So yes. we thought it was a great name and it was the French name to my roots also. So we went just for this one and then, yeah, we loved it ever since. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. And what is your hope and your aspirations for the app now? And yeah. Obviously, maybe before I should ask where how you're feeling now, <laughs> just to sort of complete the story. But then what is also your hopes for the app and uh, yeah, everybody that's connecting to that and everybody else's healing journey as well as yours? I think to share it with as much people as we can. You know, it's, it's such a great tool and we do it from always to help other people. We're like this concept, it's so simple, so accessible and everybody should have access to it. Everybody should know it. So we're like, let's share it with as much people as we, as we can and just grow it so big. And mm -hmm. we, yeah. said, we said actually since day one, we said we don't really, you know, care about if it's like six. I mean, obviously we care, but like success or money or whatever, we, our sole objective, if we can help one person, then we're happy we did it. Yeah. Um, that's basically just our, our mindset. It's just like, we make this to help people. Um, and sometimes we have people telling us because there's a premium version to the app, like, yeah, I have a low income and we'll get, we're like, yeah, of course, then you can get it. You know, it's just like, we, we do this to help obviously. And, and we're getting so much feedback from people that it did help. And that yeah. said that it changed their life. And, and so then now you're... it's snowballing and you want to just try and help exactly. as many people as possible. Yeah. 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 And the gratitude yeah. you feel when this happens is just like, kind of, you think like, okay, it was all worth it. You know? Mm. Wow. To hear you say that. Yeah. Julie, after all of that, really, it was all worth it. Like, how are you feeling these well, days? <clears throat> so um, actually it was, it's funny because it's when I stopped looking for a diagnosis that I actually found it and actually know the real reason of why I went through this. Mm -hmm. um, and it was, I contacted a, a naturopath, a French naturopath that was specialized in Lyme disease. And that was in October last year. So it was really recently. Recent. Um, yeah. And I was like, I didn't know if I had to, you know, continue with the Lyme thing or, you know, um, I was at, I don't know, 70%, I think in last October. So I was like, how do I get to a hundred, you know, hmm. do I need to do like another aggressive treatment with herbs or, you know, something. And I contacted this guy and he, after an hour, he was like, Julie, you don't have Lyme. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like I'm, I didn't do six years to just be told this now. Mm -hmm. And actually he said, what you have, all the symptoms that you have are the side effects of an antibiotic that you took before you got paralyzed. And wow. I almost fell off my chair when he told me this. And he asked me the name of the antibiotic. And I was like, well, I don't know. Who knows the name of the antibiotics they take? You know, it's always yeah. like crazy names and you don't remember. Yeah. So I told this to Tim and he was like, what, really? That, that could be the reason. And there's actually one antibiotic. It's a, it's a family of antibiotics called fluoroquinolones. Mm. And I'm saying this because I'm really trying to raise awareness on, on how dangerous this family of antibiotics are. They mm. should be taken away from the market, taken off mm. the market. Um, they have an FDA um, warning that says that how dangerous they are and that doctors shouldn't prescribe them for minor infections. Mm -hmm. And I just realized everything just clicked that every time when I was 18, when I was 22, and when I was 25, the common denominator in all this, the common thing that happened is that two weeks before I had the symptoms, I had a UDI. So it's just a simple urinary infection. And I was prescribed Cipro. It's a fluoroquinolone antibiotic. <sighs> so it damaged my cells. It damaged my mitochondria. It damaged my nervous system. And that is the reason why I was in a wheelchair for four years because wow. I took an antibiotic. So, you know, it was like when we, when we realized it, I think we hugged each other. We cried so much because it was like, oh my goodness, that's it. That's why. Mm. And also, I also, for myself, I kind of hugged myself and I was like, I'm sorry. I doubted you. You are not crazy. Wow. Okay. Wait a sec. No? Say that bit again, because your relationship with yourself. Uh, yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, I was all, I always thought I was the problem, you know? Yeah. But I, it's not, it happened to me and it's not my fault and it's not my identity. It's just something that happened to me in the past. And how healing was that for your relationship with your own body? It was the, the last piece we needed. It was liberating. It was, it was, I had the certainty that I was not going to get sick again because mm. I will never take that thing again. Mm. You know, so that was, that was everything. It was like the, the last missing piece of the puzzle we needed to just make it into a full recovery. Wow. You know. Incredible. And I think the, the message that I'm hearing once again is, um, is that ultimately our body has the resources to like thrive, but even like if we throw something at it to heal through that and then bring us back through and thrive, like it's such an amazing organism, Absolutely. this vehicle that we're given. And I love all the things that you've shared, like their sleep fundamental, right? It's like all coming yeah. back to the basics, yeah. right? And it's almost like yeah. if we just get out of our own way with, you know, the the comforts and the creations of like, you know, society the way that it is at the moment. And there's a lot of good stuff in society, but, you know, this convenience and comfort that we consistently strive after, um, you know, like something as simple as just taking it over the prescription, over the counter, you know, sort of antibiotic, which can be prescribed to us. Um, then, you know, we sort of end up in our own way and this, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. just, yeah, the body's amazing and it's ability it, it, to it, as long it, as we it, can it just support is. it on that journey. Exactly. And I think also this whole experience, you know, I mean, if you look at it, it should have taken five minutes to figure out what was wrong with me. Five minutes. You, you know, I come to the hospital. It's like, what did you take two weeks ago? You if took only psycho, it took four I, minutes. Fuck, sorry. No, but, you know, it's, sorry, it's, that was like, really rude. That was really rude. But that was not in the joke in my head. Sorry. I really yeah. that should not have a podcast. <laughs> like, do not put a mic in front of me. But you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah sorry, please. Yeah, it's, it's, it's literally, it's lit, it literally is. And, you know, they should have asked me, what did you take last month? I open the, the, the insert of Cipro. See that yeah. in black and bold, it says that right it damages there. the nervous system, hallucinations, can't walk. And then kind of give me an answer. But it took, since I was 18, they have no idea, you know? But no, but what it's, would have prompted you to think that? That's the thing, right? Like at no point would it have been a prompt for you to go, oh, yeah, let me just check like all the past medications I've taken. If this I mean, is isn't it what me. everybody should be doing? It's, it's just like, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's a very big, you know, question mark for us. But then it didn't. And why? It didn't. Why? You know, it's, mm. it's, it, it led us to this. We would have never made this otherwise. We would have never kind of been confronted to like this survival mode in which you're you don't have any other choice than making it till the next day and finding the tools that you need and mm. you know looking inside because obviously outside didn't have any answers for me we knocked mm. on the doors of more than a hundred doctors mm. they didn't know so the answers were inside and i think that was maybe the universe kind of telling me it's inside of you girl you mm. have to just look look for it and you have to awaken that power I love that. So Tim, Julie, before I go, let you guys go, is that like, how do you guys reflect on the journey now? Thank you so much for sharing so abundantly and openly, you know, exactly what's happened and the insights from there, I think is super useful, like all the key ingredients. And for those that are tuning in, obviously the Involve app totally available for you. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. You guys can go check it out, please. Um, but, you know, it's almost loaded for me to ask you this, but I think you're alluding to it just then as well, like spiritually, like your paths, you know, like, do you stop and go, okay, this was meant to be part of it so that I could have come home to, you know, these practices that are now such an ingrained part of your life, like, you know, the gratitude, the meditation, the relationship that you have with nature and sunlight and the healing power of our bodies. Um, was it always meant to be that way in some way? Or am I sort of reaching too far to say something like that? How are you feeling about your journey spiritually at this point? I, I opened my eyes a lot and that I that is something that I realized that there, like I already mentioned a few times, that there are other ways and also so much that we didn't know before, you know, like the, the, the also the power of meditation, all those simple habits um, that sometimes the body can heal itself. Those are things we never, I never knew could happen. And then mm -hmm. I, and I saw it with Judy. So for me, it's, it's really, I gained a lot of knowledge and a lot of 
um, yeah, different ways of looking at the world and it's a bit see, like an awakening. Yeah, awakening. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. So okay. It's, yeah, it opens. It opened like windows when there were only walls, and we kind of we're very much more open-minded to a lot of things that are possible. And I mean, Tim didn't say, but like in the last six months, he bought all the like he bought a million books and he's every day into quantum physics and all those things that I don't even can understand. And he's like, he, you developed a passion for those things. And he actually tells me things now of like, mm. Hey, did you know this? And I'm like, <laughs> so we go even deeper in our understanding of it. And the more we, we study those things, the more I, I honestly can say that we actually sold our apartments in Holland. We put all the money in the app and we decided to travel the world. And that's mm -hmm. what we're doing now. Mm -hmm. And we wake up every morning and we pinch ourselves because we're like, man, we're the happiest we've ever been in our mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Tim wasn't made to have a nine to five job either. He did like six jobs in five years, couldn't find the right boss, couldn't find the right passion. And mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen him transform into somebody that is extremely passionate about what he's doing every day who actually tells me oh i want to go to bed so that we can get get up and work tomorrow <laughs> it's like super excited about this now inspired evolution. <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean it is we yeah. we kind of created a life that if this didn't happen we wouldn't be here today we would still have the comfort of, of our old life and the fear of like well our life is good but what if it could get better you know what yeah. like good is good but great is better right and <laughs> because this happened we didn't have a choice um and now we're living a life that i mean yeah we're uh -huh. we 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 feel so lucky uh -huh. yeah, i think also especially that we we chose this life now a little yeah. bit you know we chose that you choose how to see life also uh, and because of what we went through uh, and also yeah both both of us we see it so positive now we're like you know life is beautiful let's make the best out of it what makes us happy and that was to work on the app travel and then we're like let's do it we're the one that decide you know so we're, we're gonna go for it and i think yeah see now yeah we're literally just... the, the the creator of our, of our destiny yeah. it, it, literally we we create our life every single day with every choice that we make and mm. You know, it's yeah. it's accelerating. It's almost like, man, this can't get better. You know, it's it's out of something so dark in something so positive, and it's hard to believe. Yeah, how lucky we are sometimes. Yeah. Mm. Brother, sister, thank you so much for sharing yourself so abundantly here with us today. Thank I you. know that I get to say thank you for today's conversation, but we all know that it's a lifetime's worth of work, and you know all the. Man, like I'm just, you know, obviously being a boy <laughs> or a man, I'm thinking about, you know, all the, the the sleep that Tim must have lost throughout your journey as well, let alone thinking about how much you've been through, Julie. It's a lifetime's work that you've put into us being able to have this conversation. You know, the takeaways are so palpable, so effective. Thank you so much for sharing that. On behalf of myself, the Inspired Evolution Tribe, we are wishing you the best going forward as well. Um, thank you so much for doing this with us. Thank you. Thank you so much, yeah, Emirates. We appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in to this amazing episode of the Inspired Evolution. Without you, the Inspired Evolution tribe, this podcast would not be what it is today. Thank you so much for your love and your support. Thank you so much for being so inspired to evolve. It's truly inspiring. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Inspired Evolution on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution's video podcast. We release inspiring conversations such as this every week, along with guided meditations and empowering insights all designed to help you grow and evolve. Honestly, your subscription on YouTube to the channel helps us out a great deal. And one of the other benefits, if you're having any insights or shifts from these episodes that you want to chat about, or if you'd like to leave myself or the guest a message, please do so in the comments on YouTube. I truly look forward to hearing from you. And as always, Tribe, remember to stay inspired and keep evolving.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 